Welcome to Simply Why, a podcast about money and purpose, where we pull back the curtain on running a financial advisory business focused on providing intentional advice to couples and families. I'm Dennis Morton. And I'm Katie Brown. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in. Hi, and welcome back to the Simply Why podcast, a conversation about money and purpose. I'm Katie Brown. I'm here with Dennis Morton. How are you, Dennis? Doing well, thanks. How are you, Katie? You know, I'm excited because this is something I personally love to talk about. And if I'm correct, I think you love to talk about it too. The idea of abundance. Mm -hmm. We're moving into the holiday season and the thought around really permissioning ourselves to be abundant and helping our clients to permission themselves to be abundant. So Dennis, why don't you share a little bit about where we're coming from in this, this conversation? Yeah. So we, full disclosure, we're recording this the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So the next five weeks between Thanksgiving and New Year's is an abundant and generous time for a lot of us. It's when we turn on our gift giving, turn on our philanthropy and everything else. And you and I, I think one of the hallmarks of the work that we do as advisors is to try and find consistency of mindset around money. Mm-hmm. We're trying not to turn things on and turn things off. We're not overly bullish, we're not overly bearish. We're, we're focused on the plan, everything else. The abundant mindset fits into that category because I think ideally we want our clients to feel that they can be abundant year round, that it's not something they turn on and turn off depending upon the season of life. Mm -hmm. And there are obstacles to that. And we recognize it. Our industry has taught you that you should hire this advisor. You should buy this fund. You should make this investment because it'll increase the top line. But we want to talk to you about feeling confident enough for the top line to go down for the right reasons. Yes, which isn't always comfortable to see. I think maybe a, a good exercise for a couple might be to have the conversation to say, okay, for all the right reasons, if our top line number is lower because we are being abundant with ourselves, we're permissioning our, ourselves to have experiences or maybe treat ourselves to something we've either wouldn't normally do, or maybe we would normally do, but don't feel as comfortable doing it in whatever the current landscape is, or because we're we're supporting a family member with something, or because we're supporting our favorite organizations, causes. So to have that conversation, is it okay for our numbers to shift down if we're doing these things in the meantime, we're accomplishing this stuff? Because we... I think that can be uncomfortable for some people to see numbers trending in different directions at different times. Mm-hmm. And and so starting to think through that process is a good exercise. I just had a meeting with a client the other day that was focused on year-end giving and how to be generous and thinking thinking through the, the various technical means of how do you give, what do you give, what are the best assets to, to give to different places. And th- they had a great framework for it where they said, we want this to be to, to be impactful, both within our family and outside. We want this to be tax efficient. So let's be smart about it. But we want to do it sustainably, do it for a long time. And it immediately made me think of the end of one of my favorite Christmas movies, which is a little bit of a, a little bit of a minor league hit, I think. It, it comes off from time to time. Do you ever see Scrooged with Bill Murray? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great. I mean, any movie that has the solid gold dancers in it and Mary Lou Retton is just, you know, anchored right in the mid to late eighties. And it's just a, <laughs> just a great, great snapshot in time. Bobcat Goldthwait and just, you just, I mean, it's, it's just a great eighties soup of a Christmas movie. 
but his speech at the end, just completely unhinged speech about generosity. And he's just hammering home the point about it's not just today. It's not just once. It's something you can do consistently all through your life. And to tie that back to money, it's not just this season. It's not just one time. How can you do it sustainably and consistently all through the rest of your retirement, your marriage, your engagement with your community, all those things? And I think that consistency helps because then it doesn't feel as much like a roller coaster. It doesn't feel as much like highs and lows. You can you can start to find that comfortable middle ground. And, and you know, in conversations that we often have with clients, I'm going to say, especially clients that are maybe in the beginning part of retirement where they're still getting used to spending their money more so than saving their money, which is a whole nother challenge in itself. Yeah. But we like to remind them, recognize that you've worked so hard to build this wealth so that you have the freedom to use it in a way that enhances your life, your loved one's lives, the organizations you're passionate about. And with that recognition, once again, the permission, mm-hmm. the permission to to actually do those things. But you're right, that consistency, if you can find a consistent rhythm, I think it just it just becomes part of the normal flow. Are there areas of your life where you've had to kind of give that consistent permission or you feel like you have consistency when it comes to permitting yourself to spend, invest, give? I think we have a good amount of consistency with that, but it has shifted as it does for many families. My husband and I, Deke, we've always had consistency around the level of savings, Mm -hmm. but as We've gotten further in our careers and and income levels have increased. We've increased or permissioned ourselves to spend more, but we've always kind of kept the same ratio of savings. It's just, you know, now we do feel as if we can spend on on some things, but the way that we spend, and we're a little bit different as as every couple is. I don't have a problem spending money when it comes to experiences or athletics or physical activity. That stuff I'm very comfortable spending money on. Other things, I don't see the need for it in my personal life. I don't put a lot of value in overspending for you know things like uh, name brands, for instance. I'm perfectly happy finding an article of clothing at Target and saying, I like this. That's fine. I mean, I, I might go shopping in other places too. Well, I do, but it, but it's not always about, let me get this name brand. It's more about what is the thing that I need and what am I comfortable spending on it? Mm-hmm. I almost think through that spending process more when it comes to some of the day-to-day things, but certain areas I'm, I'm more comfortable spending. And I, how about you? You know, it shows up differently for everybody. How do you think about permissioning yourself or you and Gina when you think about an abundant lifestyle? I've, this is where a long view really shows up for me. I have no problem spending, paying a premium for quality because I think about what is this going to be worth in its usable life? So I'm a, I'm a guitar player. So I always think, I, but I haven't purchased many guitars in my life. I was fortunate that I was given one for my high school graduation. I still have that same guitar. I was given one when I got back from the war. I still have that same guitar. They're high quality instruments. They're lasting. And I always think like these guitars can last forever and take care of them and everything else. Mm-hmm. I even think back to Christmas 1994 when my parents asked me, what do you want for Christmas? And I said, I want a pair of cowboy boots. And they must have smacked their foreheads because they're probably thinking this bozo is going to get a pair of cowboy boots. 
He's never going to wear them and everything else. Well, next year will probably be the 30th consecutive Christmas where I've shown up at Christmas wearing those same pair of cowboy boots because I've taken care of them. I've rehealed them, conditioned them, everything else. And my son wears them now. Tells you a couple of things. One, my, my shoe size hasn't changed since I was 16. But I like thinking about things that is this is this a legacy? And, and, and articles of clothing are a weird thing to think about or guitars, but or do these things have value through their quality that's going to far exceed what I'm paying right now? And, and I'm willing to do that. I live in an old house. That, that's an old house that I see is very well built, needs some work. I saw the value in it. So that's how it's shown up for me in the past. That's interesting because I, I think we are different in that regard. Not that I don't appreciate quality. I definitely do. But I, but I think it's it's in certain realms where it shows up for me differently. Yeah. And that is the case with many of the families that we work with too. And so it, you know, once again, it comes back to that, that communication of what are the things that we want to be abundant with and what are the things that don't get us as excited. So maybe we just don't spend in a certain area and that's fine. Circling back to, I think there are different ways to be abundant with yourself and maybe supporting things that you want to do personally. It can be with your family and supporting things within their lives, or as you think about legacy, and also on the philanthropic side, because this is a giving time of year. People do tend to to give a little more charitably at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Those are conversations that we enjoy very much as well, and helping families figure out different ways that they could give, that they'd want to give, as, as you said, is for impact now and maybe sustainability later. Like, What are what are their philosophies around giving? And we really encourage that conversation as well. And you and I have talked in the past about a framework for philanthropic giving. And as we're coming up on year end, this is part of that abundance mentality. If you're thinking about how do I support the causes that are important to me, we've talked about the walking around to the lowest level, the walking around money. It's it's the cash that you give to someone in need. It's the in the moment type of giving. Mm-hmm. Then there's more of the annual giving? Like what are the organizations that we support every year? And you you might get together with your family and say, are we talking to this particular organization? Is there a cause we want to support with this amount each year? Mm -hmm. Then there's the big stuff, you know, the long-term, you know, you you and I both have our our projects and our initiatives that we like to support long-term with major gifts. And it's a great way to keep the conversation very dynamic and consistent year to year. How do you guys approach that? How do you approach the annual giving conversation? I think exactly as you described it, to be honest, there are things that that we give to kind of sporadically throughout the year. And sometimes it shows up with a friend of ours is raising money for a cause that's near and dear to them, and we want to contribute. Sometimes it shows up with the opportunity to participate in, in some type of event and you want to support it. I think there's the the little bits and pieces of giving throughout the year. Mm-hmm. But then there are certain organizations that we do tend to give to annually. And it can be different for anybody. I, I, I'm i just going to mention though, like at this time of the year, we often see with some of our clients maybe given to like a food bank or a Salvation Army or or something at, at this time of year when, when there's very specific needs. And as you mentioned, Deke and I do have some, some causes near and dear to us that we plan for impactful gifts. There might be elements or pieces of those impactful gifts, but but I, I know we're working toward a bigger plan as we think about how we support going forward. So I I think we very much follow the similar formula. As as do we, I think the, the walking around piece, uh, 
our favorite thing that we do during the Christmas season is one night, usually on a weeknight, sometime in December, we will um, give the kids gift cards. We'll go to the local grocery store. Each kid will have just a little gift card for $25. Or I can't remember what the denomination is, but we'll take them into the store and they'll say, go off on your own, go find somebody you think needs this. And they'll walk around and, and hand them a gift card and just walk away. And we've probably been doing it probably eight or nine years at this point. It is their favorite part of the season, just because they get to look someone in the eye and, and say, just for no other reason than here it is, and we'll help pay for your groceries today. And it's been a very helpful way for, for it to become tangible for them in a way that sometimes I feel like we don't get our hands dirty mm -hmm. often enough we, in, in seeing the actual work that's done. And, and we try and keep that incorporated, not just giving financially, but, but supporting. And um, so that's always a fun thing. So that'll be in the next couple of weeks. It should be fun. And I love that. I absolutely love that. I think it's fantastic. And I can imagine how that would get your kids really excited. Yeah. And there's one other thing I think might be a part of this abundance conversation is it, it might even be a fourth bucket for that framework, um, influencing others mm -hmm. to be more abundant. And this could be within your family too, right? So you're, you're talking about how do you pass along your values? We're hearing it more and more from older generations who are saying, I want to pass on this idea of how to be wealthy and not just rich, how to be abundant. What does it mean to have resources and everything else? And, and it is a mindset that doesn't get turned on and turned off and it become part of the fabric of a family if done right. That's a powerful point. Just how influential everybody can be influential through our actions and also through the conversation and not to discount that and, and to be proud of maybe some of the things that that you do in order to support the community around you or support your family. And you don't necessarily have to get into the nitty gritty of it, but being willing to open up a conversation, I think is a great first step in allowing some of that influence to come through. Yes. I love this conversation. So as we think about going into the holidays and the idea of permissioning yourselves to be abundant, once again, not just this time of year, but throughout the year. So spend some time thinking about how you can allow this to show up consistently for you and your family and, and get comfortable with allowing yourself to be abundant. And if we can help play a role in that, we welcome that. These are conversations that we love to have with our clients and the families that we serve. So feel free to reach out to us. And in the meantime, enjoy the holiday season, stay safe and enjoy time with your family. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Simply Why, a podcast about money and purpose. We hope you enjoy getting to know us, how we approach leading a financial advisory practice, and the work we do every day to help families and couples make important financial decisions. Morton Brown Family Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This podcast is designed for educational and informational purposes and not intended as investment advice. More information can be found at www.mortonbrownfw.com.